You're listening to Healthy Living with Eric Sue podcast, episode number 26. It's another excellent day. Welcome to Healthy Living with Eric Sue podcast, the one podcast that everyone agrees and says has the best fitness, nutrition, and healthy lifestyle advice in the world. And now, your host, Eric Sue. Hey guys, this is Eric Sue. Welcome to another episode of Healthy Living with Eric Sue. Today I have a special guest. His name is Cole Cruz, and we're going to talk about decluttering health and wellness confusion, the importance of living healthier the right way. It's really fascinating, and I know you'll be inspired from this conversation. So without any delay, let me introduce you all to Cole Cruz. Cole, are you there? Absolutely. How are you guys? Great, great. Awesome. Um, Cole is a certified personal trainer for over the last five years. He has a master's in psychology, concentrating in sports and exercise psychology. He's also an instructor at Shred 415, and he'll tell us a little bit more about that. But before I begin and go into my conversation with Cole, Cole, can you get started with how you got started and what makes you so passionate about fitness? Uh, Sure, absolutely. I so I've been into fitness my whole life. Obviously, like most people, played sports growing up. Uh, I got to play semi-professional baseball in college. So I had kind of the background of athletics, uh, you know, along the way. And uh, I got into the normal corporate world. I got into working in TV for a while, and uh, I enjoyed it. It was a good environment. But in the back of my mind, I kind of I've always been around exercise, and I kind of wanted to eventually get back into that uh, and kind of make it more of a career and. Uh, I had an opportunity to do so uh, at David Barton Gym in Chicago, and uh, I was lucky enough that they were able to take me on uh, with no experience, and uh, I was able to get started. I mean, it's pretty simple. It's just something that uh, it's always something I've identified with, and I wanted to hopefully make a career out of it and help other people kind of declutter, uh, you know, their impressions of what fitness should be and how to be healthy. Awesome. That's so important. I think uh, having some passion, personal passion, I think it's really, really important. Uh, just so that we can learn a little bit more about who you are, Cole, what's one cool or unique fact about yourself? Uh, one cool fact is I just got back from my honeymoon and wedding uh, with my lovely wife. We uh, did them all in Italy. So that's probably something that's been, I would say, unique that's on the uh, timely as well. Awesome, awesome. Congratulations, by the way. And um, hey. <laughs> it was fun, all right? I mean, I'm assuming trying to get, getting away from Chicago, at least, and, and just experiencing all that must have been really, really uh, wonderful. Yeah, not only that, it's just uh, I think it helps to clarify things. It gives you a little mental clarity. And you always I feel like most people, when you come back, you always come back with uh, just a little bit of a renewed vigor, which I think is really important uh, just to kind of separate yourself sometimes. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so when I was talking to you over the phone earlier and we were trying to figure out, um, you know, a great topic to talk about, we stumbled upon this this idea that, you know, there's so much confusion out there in the health and wellness world. Um, what do you see and, and uh, what do you try to do when you uh, work with a client? I think one of the things is, is everyone has their perception of what they think fitness and health should be. And the hardest part sometimes is kind of altering that perception to what it actually should be as opposed to what, whether it be society, you know, magazines, what other people tell you, uh, or what other things you read on the internet. It's 
my job to help put you on the right path. And that's kind of what I tell people, like, it's my job to let me do my job. Uh, so I tell people one of the things that we focus on is just doing things the right way, being patient, and just being diligent with improvement from month to month. Okay, cool. And, and do you see a lot of overweight people? Do you see a lot of people who uh, just need a little uh, what's called brain set or mindset shifting? Uh, who, sure. What type of people do you see? Well, I, I tend to see people that are, you get the frustrated. I get a lot of people that are frustrated. They're, they do what they think has been right for all these years, and they just can't get that last 10 to 15 pounds off. Or they can't drop that body fat, or they can't get that look that they're really looking for, and they just don't know what to do. They're kind of, not necessarily on the left leg, but they're just really frustrated with where their progression has gone with their working out and with their health. And that's kind of where, that's my sweet spot. So it's not that I necessarily am opposed to working with any certain population. I tend to get to people that are just looking, that have uh, some pretty good motivation, that really want to make it happen, and that uh, are looking to just kind of fine-tune things. I get a lot of people that will work out, and now it's just, this is how you should work out. Let's make sure we're taking advantage of your time appropriately so that you're not wasting your time but that you're getting the maximum amount of results that we can get with the time you can invest in your health and fitness. Right, right, right. And, I, you know, personally, I, I, I've i seen it myself where, where people come in, uh, their first objective is, is help me lose weight. And I'm like, okay, uh, we can start <laughs> uh, from there. At the same time, let's also talk to me a little bit about your past, right? And, and uh what, yeah. what do you discover when you talk to these people? What are they confused about? Uh, you know, I think it's just, there's just so much information out there, whether it's from friends, whether it's from, you know, group class instructors, whether it's from other trainers that they've previously had, uh, or whether it be things you see on TV, you see people go through roles from movies and they did this workout, so people start doing mm -hmm. this particular workout. And again, it's not that any of these things are necessarily right or wrong, but it might not be right for that person. So it's just giving them the context with which how to do things appropriately is probably the most challenging part. I'm sure you come across that as well. Mm -hmm. People want to lose weight, but then it's also, I want to make sure you move effectively. I want to make sure that we can do this for a long time. I want to make sure that you're making all the appropriate adjustments to your nutrition as well, that it's not overwhelming you, but that we can consistently see results. And if we're not, then we need to change something. Uh, I think it's getting a point across that getting the point across that it's, an experiment. We can give you, or I can give you, you can give your clients the uh, a template to test things out. And if things don't work, then you can try something else. But at least you have a template. I think people just try to throw things um, at their body in terms of working out and food, hoping that it'll work. And then when it's done, they're not sure, they didn't get the results they want, and they don't know what to change now. And then it leads to demotivation and uh, just an overall lack of uh, adherence to any sort of regimen. Right, right, right. Um, I could think of a handful, if not more, people that I've worked with, and I'm just curious to know from your viewpoint, when when people come in and they say, uh, "Well, I'm working out and I'm eating right," supposedly, wh what do you find that they're not doing uh, the right way? I guess. Sure, um, I, the eating. Now, I'm obviously not a registered dietitian, registered dietitian, so you know. Probably for me to make any critical suggestions of anybody, but there are usually some general trends. Uh, you know, from an eating perspective, most people tend to undereat on protein, uh, particularly females. 
um, they tend to maybe overeat on carbs. A lot of people tend to either undereat or overeat, and they're not recognizing what's going on. So one of the things I always have people do is I try to have them just journal it, just for just track your calories for a couple weeks, for a week even, and you can usually get a pretty good idea of what their daily life is like. Um, and it's and it's not only that; it's you have work obligations. People go out after work, or you have you know things on the weekend that you're tied to. So it's all those little things. You know, I individually are not necessarily what's killing progress for a lot of people. It's all those little things adding up over the course of a week, of a month, of a year that add up to a lack of uh, a lack of results. So that's one thing from the nutrition aspect. From the working out aspect, I think people lose sight of what the main point of one of the main points of working out is, is that you have to develop the muscle. In order to develop muscle, you need to create some sort of stimulation, which is lifting weights or doing some sort of resistance training, in addition to other cardiovascular activities like interval training and you know, long-distance running, whatever it may be. Uh, that strength component gets overlooked quite a bit, and that's the part that I think tends to be the most important for people that I, come ac- that I tend to come across on a consistent basis. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, I was just working with some people this morning, and one in particular who was new to fitness, and I'm just curious to know what you would say. Uh, she's a little overweight, definitely short, um, and she was focused in on her stomach area, obviously, and she's <laughs> like, uh, can I lose my stomach in 15 days? Okay. <laughs> now, if you were to got that question, I mean, how would you respond to that? Uh, I would tell her that it's not possible at all. <laughs> it's just not possible. And that's also another thing that I'm sure you come across as well. Is it's just setting up some sort of realistic marker. Now, you want to be patient, but you also want to be seeing goals along the way. Um, I think people, again, they see the image of what they want to be. And that just takes time. It takes a lot of time and diligence. And it's probably the main thing that I think most people struggle with is it's not necessarily a one-month thing or a three-month thing. And while some people can see results in that time frame, I usually tell people, like, this is a lifetime thing. Like, let's see where we're at in six months. Let's see where we're at in a year. Like, those are your checkpoints. You know, and then at that point, if something's not working, that's when you really change it. Uh, I think it's the <laughs> that's, it goes back to adjusting your expectations and adjusting what you think should be happening in, a, in the fitness realm and in the health realm. That It takes a lot longer than people give it credit for. Great. Yeah, and I totally agree with that. Um, I'm just wondering too, Colt, if we were to do a workout and let's just say general fitness type of workout or even a weight loss type of sure. workout, what would be your routine and what's your style? Um, I mean, it depends on the person and their goals uh, and their ability, I think, and their limitations with injuries. So, I mean, there's a lot there that can change and alter what the workout would look like for, like, say, uh, like a comp session or a first, like, complimentary session that I usually toss to people. Um, the first one would be one you kind of test out. You just take them through, you know, a general warm up in terms of, you know, a toss them on the rower for five minutes. On the rower, we'll kind of chat, kind of see what they've been doing, what they've done their whole life, any injuries they may have had, and kind of what they want to accomplish. And it accomplishes two things. One, I get to learn a little bit about them. And two, I see if they can handle a rower for five minutes while talking, just to get a gauge for what their, you know, what their aerobic capacity is just for that short little time. Um, and you'd be surprised how, how many people come out of that out of breath, which is interesting. Um, after that, it's dynamic warm-up, you know, doing things to loosen up the hips and the shoulders to make sure they're prepared for the work that's going to happen. 
And then I generally get into some full body strength work, some sort of squat, some sort of press, and some sort of upper body pull. Pretty straightforward, pretty simple uh, movements that are done that are not complex. Uh, I tend to avoid barbells on the first one, uh, on the first session. I tend to keep towards dumbbells, things that are a little easier, that are a little more identifiable for people. Uh, I'll take them through some on-the-minute work for strength, and then uh, we kind of get into a little bit of conditioning after that. I usually tend to use a sled for the first session because uh, I think it's uh, an amazing conditioning tool, and most people haven't seen it, so it's kind of an eye-opening experience for people. And then you finish out with some, uh, you know, some special stretching. That's about it. Very good, very good. Um, are you in the uh, school of more is better, or are you in the school of less is more? <laughs> I think it depends on the person. Uh, and again, it goes back to the individual. I, I tend to think you can do more, but you have to build up to more first. Um, you know what I mean? That's, I think that's the biggest misconception people have when it comes to that. Uh, if you're 50 years old and you haven't worked out in 10 years, you're going to have to start out doing less simply because your body needs time to recover after those workouts. Now with time, two years down the road, a year down the road, that can change. Absolutely. Where you can definitely add in more and more, but that's also added based on a limited basis. It's okay. Let's toss and start two days a week strength training. Okay, now let's add another third day. Let's add in a little bit of cardio on the outside. Every few months, you're adding just a little bit more. Slowly and surely, as things progress, if they keep going well and injury-free, then you keep going. And if not, then you need to find that line that works best for those people. And uh, and, you, and you go from there. That's about it. It's a fine line. I think you need to do enough to create change. And if that's not, then you need to do more. And if you're seeing that change, then you keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, I totally agree, and and you probably have seen a lot of people over the last few years that uh, they just want the results yesterday. If you know what I mean. Yeah. And they. Oh yeah. They will definitely uh, overextend themselves, not overtrain, but just overextend themselves, and they'll work out five days a week and all these things, sure. uh, which which obviously everyone can work up to. I totally understand that the you know frequency mm -hmm. is important. Uh, but but you're absolutely right. There there's a process, and everyone uh, either can uh, start off new and, and work themselves up to a high frequency, or um, they're kind of been around and they can just you know adapt very quickly and jump right in. Sure. So it is it is very important. Yeah, and, and I think that's um that's that's the hard part is like to your point, people want the results yesterday, and they know they have to work hard to get that. So to their credit, like they know what they have to do. They know they have to work hard. Um, you tend to see people go too hard, particularly in the group class setting. You see it all the time. Like if you're with me, like I'm there, I can see the physical reaction of what's going on with your body, what's going on with your body language, with just how your overall uh, environment is right there, uh, right there in front of me. But when you get in that group setting, there's obviously less control, right? Your workouts more generalized and people get in there and you'll see some people just, kill themselves five times a week and that's just not how it works i think again it goes back to the misconception and the misrepresentation of what it truly means to be fit and to get yourself healthy and uh i think that leads to issues and injuries usually for most people yeah i don't want to blame shows like biggest loser or any of those types of reality shows but they sure. kind of paint uh, a picture good or bad right <laughs> They they paint a picture and that's um and it's 
it's good for the, the people that go on there, right? You're happy to, for them to get those results. Uh, but then you also hear stories of that after that. A lot of those people, once they lose that support system, they tend to go back to where they were or they just didn't keep the results they wanted. Some do, some don't. And I think it gives the wrong idea of what training actually is supposed to be like. Um, I, I don't know about you, but I'm really laid back. I, I like to crack jokes with people. Like it should be, a, it's already hard enough to work out, <laughs> let alone having somebody in your face about it. I, I'm just, that's not my particular brand of fitness. Uh, and I, I would tend to think that most trainers are not along those lines. That it's just, let's get in here. Let's just make this happen. We'll get through this together. You know, we'll have a little bit of fun along the way because it actually can be fun. Uh, and we'll create an environment for you to continue to grow, whether you keep training with me or not, setting you up for success uh, for the rest of your life. You know, that's the goal. Right. Absolutely. I, yeah, I'm, I'm more on the laid back side and, and uh, definitely, um, you know, I tell people uh, I'm more of the Bob Harper on The Biggest Loser versus the Jill yeah. and Michael on The Biggest Loser, <laughs> yeah. if, if you know what I mean. And- and to be fair, some people need that kick in the butt sometimes. It just depends on personality. Uh, but, yeah, I think more often than not, uh, I think a, uh, a more relaxed environment leads to better overall growth. Sure, absolutely, absolutely. Now, um, I, I know you described a little bit about uh, who you work with, but who, who would be really good clients for who you uh, work with? Uh, you know, I tend to see them at, so I teach at Shred 415 in Chicago. And uh, I tend to get a lot of clients from there. They, they'll come up to me like, I love your classes. Like, do you do training? I'm like, yes. And I tend to like to, it goes back to what we were talking about earlier. I tend to like to work with those people because they're people that are motivated. They're people that are really into um, fitness. They want to get the results. They want to do everything right. And that's one of my big things. It's like, I want to do this right. And you can kind of just take that because uh, the train's already going. The momentum train's already running with them. And you kind of take that and now you just make little tweaks to it open their eyes to what they probably should be doing and just adding those little bit of tweaks and then they see what they can achieve and it's really truly uh, it's a fun ride. So that's probably the, pe- the person I like. The person who is willing to do it on their own but knows they need a little bit more help to kind of get over that hump. That's like my sweet spot. Got it, got it. Now, uh, as far as Shred 415, many people may have heard of it. Can you describe real quickly what uh, the whole concept there is? Sure, yeah, so it's an interval training class. Uh, when you walk in, it's a small boutique studio for most of them. Um, the owners are Bonnie, uh, Bonnie Michelli and uh, Tracy Romer. I know Tracy from our days at David Barton, so that's how I got hooked up there. So when you walk into a classroom, it's pretty straightforward. It's half treadmills, and on the other side, it's uh, benches and some dumbbells, uh, let alone other types of equipment like BOSU balls or medicine balls or TRX. And basically, the instructor teaches two classes at once. You're teaching people, telling, what to, telling them what to do on the treadmills, and you're running the floor through different strength-type interval work. Um, so it's pretty straightforward. It's very high energy, which is excellent, especially for a lot of people that struggle through long days at work or just struggle with motivation in general. It's a really high-energy environment, which is fantastic for an instructor because you can kind of feed off of it and be a part of this awesome experience. Like, you're in there and just... Things are roaring and music is pumping. People are sweating and everybody's killing it and working their best. And it's just uh, it's a truly awesome experience. And I, if people have not tried it, I would highly recommend it just to try it. It doesn't need to be a five times a week thing, but I would recommend it just for maybe one day a week or two days a week 
if you are if you're already on a good program already. Excellent. Are there any cautions or anything that uh, people would need to know before doing a class? Uh, you know, like bad knees or anything like that. Sure. Um, I mean, the treadmills are really really well done. Uh, it's a their woodway treadmill, so they're made for people that have kind of creaky joints, which is always excellent. Uh, but like most things, like we talked about, like most people tend to come in, they get super pumped, they love how the class goes, and then they come in a lot. And that, not that that's a problem, but they tend to overdo it just a little bit. I'd say the average person tends to overdo it when they start. So that becomes uh, a little bit of an issue for injuries right there. But I've had people that have had knee injuries that really struggle with it simply because of the volume in that class. So that's why I tell people, if you're unsure, test one out, and if you liked it, start with one time a week. No, uh, I would just say for most people, most people really love the, the class, and they tend to just overdo it a little bit. And uh, they tend to come in a little too frequently, or they'll go three or four days in a row, and classes like that. And just anything where you're doing sort of interval training where it's very high pace, very high energy, very high energy expenditure, um, you can't do that from a, a physiological standpoint every day. It's just too much for your body, and you don't, in the end, you don't need it to grow either. So I tell people, just start slow, do one. If you start to like it more and more, as you adjust, you can add another day in and slowly add a little bit more and more. Or if you're going to come in, like do less, do less of the high-speed running. Just go ahead and clip through it at a lower pace. Keep yourself moving uh, as opposed to trying to kill it every day. Not every day is meant to be uh, a killer day. Some days you just got to get through it. These uh, classes you say could be done five days a week, or do you find most people just do it two or three times a week? Um, I think probably the average. I would imagine would depends on location probably, but I imagine it would be probably three times a week, um, which would probably be about the high end. I mean, which from a uh, training standpoint that I would recommend for people, and that's based on people having done all the proper stuff outside of there to maintain their body in there because it, it's a it's a rough workout like. If you kept doing it, you would get hurt, just like anything uh, in any sort of fitness realm. You go really hard all the time, something's going to eventually break down. <laughs> true, true. Yeah, absolutely. I think variety is definitely the key. Uh, when I owned my fitness club and had people working out with me, I was always uh, aware to, to change things up and suggest that they try something different. So, absolutely. Sure. Um, we're getting towards the end, and you know these 30 minutes go pretty fast. Uh, just add the last yeah. few questions for you, Cole. Uh, if you could, summarize for us your philosophy about health and wellness. Sure. Um, you know, it goes back to, I think, I think the idea is that we're trying to do things right. You want to do things the right way. Um, and that comes in with my other philosophy. I always tell people, you want to do things right and don't be an asshole. <laughs> so and what, I mean by, what I mean by that is like you cannot go out seven nights a week and assume that that's going to get you the results you want. You can't work out to your max capacity seven days a week and assume that that's going to be the best path for you. But in addition to that, you can't come into a training session once or twice a week and the other 166 hours, you don't get enough sleep. You don't eat properly. Like it's always a balance. And as long as you shift that balance, uh, towards a little more of an 80, 20, I'm doing this right versus 20%. I want to have a little bit of fun and actually enjoy some of my life as well. Uh, I think that's kind of my philosophy is like, enjoy, you want to enjoy your life, but we want to make sure that we're taking care of you along the way so that you can enjoy a nice long life. Got it. Got it. Absolutely. I truly believe in that. It's, it's, it's really a, a long-term thing. 
and, and someone was saying earlier today or the other day, I forget, but they were like, well, I put this weight on in 40 years. It's not going to go away in yeah. one month. Nope, absolutely not. Yeah, you see that sometimes too, of course. Yeah. Um, so what are three fitness tips, Cole, that you have for our audience about health and wellness? Three fitness tips. Maybe one more if you like. Sure. Uh, three fitness tips. I would say the first is to, for anybody, to try to work with a trainer, uh, like a, a legit, legitimately amazing trainer for even just a few months, uh, just to get an idea of, an, just an idea of what the possibilities are and what you might be missing out on in your day to day. It shifts your perspectives and gives you a better context for, uh, for how to approach your fitness. So even if you just take those lessons and run with them, and you don't stick with the training, at least you have an idea of what it should look like, so then it helps you better prepare for the future. Um, number two, I think uh, 80-20 is probably my, my best goal for most people, is really try to do the best you can during the week. Those four, four and a half, five days from Monday through Friday, those are the easiest times to be regimented because for most people, their schedules are fairly consistent. They work their hours, they have lunch here or at this time, they have a little bit more consistency, so that's the best time to take advantage of a consistent schedule. And then when you get to the weekend, that's number three. But we just have fun. Have some fun with it. I think people, when they do get start to see results and they do get healthy, they tend to uh, almost feel bad about enjoying themselves. And you should never feel bad <laughs> about having fun. Um, it's important. You need to have a degree of balance in your life. And some people can do it. But I think for most people, uh, having that balance of, I want to just enjoy this. I don't want to have to worry about when I'm you know, eating this meal. I'm just going to go after it. And then you know, get back on it on Monday and really stay as consistent as you can. If you're able to do that, you should get the results you want. Perfect, perfect. You know, I, I truly believe that we all, in any real aspect of our lives, can always benefit from a coach, trainer, or mentor, or someone to help us through because we're not experts in all areas. And, uh, fitness is always, uh, you know, in my, my opinion, one of the top priorities and, uh, having a trainer can always help anyone out and the rule. I love it. I love it. And, uh, teach that as well. And just having fun. Great reminder. Great reminder. So how do people get a hold of you, Cole? And do you have any last suggestions or advice for our listeners? Uh, you know, I'm a, I'm very much an email guy. I uh, I believe that that personal contact makes the best. It's easy to send a website, so I usually tell people just colcruz3 at gmail.com. It's C-O-L-E-C-R-U-Z-3 at gmail. Uh, that's the easiest way to get a hold of me, and it's also the best way to start uh, start talking about things, in my opinion. It's, uh, when it's left out into the open or I'll call you or you'll email me, That's uh, that leads to inconsistency. So I just tell people email is the best way to really get a hold of it. And then, uh, you know, last thoughts is just remember it's an experiment. There's no equation to right or wrong. There's try it out. If it doesn't work, it's okay. At least you know it doesn't work and you can try something else, you know? Awesome, awesome. Um, Cole, it was a quick 30. Um, Perhaps we can come back and do another episode. Um, But it was really fun. I appreciate your time. It was good to learn more about you, a little bit more about your knowledge and background, and how you can help people. 
So I really appreciate your time, Cole, and we'll talk to you soon. Of course. It was awesome. Thanks for having me. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today on Healthy Living with Eric Sue. Head over to ericwsue.com for full recaps of every show and Eric's health and wellness blog. Your healthy living life is waiting for you, so stay active and be safe.